Hello and welcome to the Men Able Matters podcast, brought to you by the Men Able Movement. I'm Steve Whitten, the founder of Men Able, and it's our intention to bring you hints, tips and the inside stories from our fabulous guests to help you to understand mental health and to get the global automotive industry talking about it as an everyday subject. So join us with another fantastic guest here on Men Able Matters. So welcome to another episode of Men Able Matters with me, Steve Whitten. Now, I've got a fabulous guest today. This is a lady that I met through a speaking association, and uh, she actually describes herself as a fun and educational speaker, and I can totally vouch for that. We immediately clicked when we met. We've had a few chats. uh, We've met a few times, and we speak often, and to say we're on the same page uh, would be an understatement. But... Not only is she the queen of behaviors, so she does all things around behaviors and habits and beliefs and stuff, but she's also specializing in the very tricky to talk about subject of menopause. So I'm delighted to welcome to Men Able Matters, Vicky O'Farrell. Vicky, how are you? Hello, Steve. I'm really well. Thanks for asking. And it's great to be actually on your podcast as well. (laughs) I think we've talked about it a lot, haven't we? And then uh, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago and then the subject of menopause came up and um, we said, right, let's do it. Let's do a podcast. Yeah. And here we are. Podcast. (laughs) All right. So in good old fashioned Men Able Matters style, then give us uh, I gave you a bit of an intro. But if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, what you do. Uh, and if you want to make that last about half an hour, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> I felt like I was on blind date there. I was going, oh, hello, <laughs> yeah. my name's Vicky O'Farrell from Hayward Teeth. So <laughs> um, yeah, uh, well, I am Vicky O'Farrell. I'm based in Sussex, sunny Sussex, as it is today, because it's streaming through the window. Um, and I, I, I started doing behaviours. I've done, I've done, I suppose I've done it all my life, but when I fell into it, when I was training to become a coach back in 2013, it was one of those light bulb moments. You know, I, I've done behaviors and different profiling tools in my working life. But something about DISC, which is the system that I use, just it just stuck. It was mm-hmm. just so easy. And I think that's probably why we clicked when we first met, because obviously that's what you do as well. Yeah. And, and then I've just over the years expanded it further to help people with their limiting beliefs. So their imposter syndrome, core values. Um, habit forming so that we can just understand because we tend to go a long life on autopilot assuming that everyone else is like us and there's that classic saying of treat others how you wish to be treated <laughs> that's fine in terms of respect and that kind of stuff but actually in communication uh, 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 yeah, if you yeah. treat everyone how you wish to be treated you'll alienate 75 percent of the population yeah, no, indeed. Tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about DISC, because I think that sits, you know, you rightly said that we are connected in that way because we're both DISC practitioners. We're both very high I and high D as well, which I think immediately <laughs> made us get on. Um, so tell us, give us your your view of a little bit of the sort of four styles then, and just to put that into context of what DISC is and what it does. Yeah, I mean, we're a blend of all of them. Um, mm. But like you say, one of them will always be prevalent. And mm-hmm. simply, you could ask yourself, am I outgoing or reserved? And am I people focused or task focused? And that would get put you into one of those D, I, S or C categories, which is mm-hmm. dominant, influence, steadiness and compliance. And each of those different areas tells me so that I can help you understand how you deal with problems and challenges, how you interact with other people, the speed at which you work in terms of this and the security that you like to work in and then also rules and regulations 
um, you know, my my C, which is rules and regulations, is is on the floor and it compensates because my I is is so high. You know, so to me, rules and regulations are merely a suggestion. (laughs) And what are the little clues that people can pick up then? So apart from your tendency towards bright colours and uh, sort of vibrancy, which is which is a bit of a giveaway if you understand a little bit of disc. Yeah. Um, what what are the clues that people look out for that kind of make you go, oh, that person's a, a high S or a high C or a high D or whatever it might be? Um, so so high Ds, they're the kind of people that are, you know, do, they're dominant, they're demanding, they're direct. They're the kind of people that you ask a question, they give you an answer. It, it probably won't be the one you want, but, you know, they, they don't they don't hold back. Eyes are the ones that are always interactive and into people and connecting people and chatterboxes, telling story, storytelling, you know. <laughs> When you're having a conversation with someone or you're in a group or a meeting and you, there's a subject, they're always the ones that can relate it to something that has happened to their life. Classic eyes. S's, um, th- th- so they're more on, on the reserve side of things. So they're more interested in how things are affecting teams, other people. They put other people first all the time. They make great diplomats because they will see things from other people's point of views. And the C's are the like I say the rules and regulations it's about being conscientious it's about being correct it's you know worth doing a job it's worth doing well and correctly and they the d's and the i's this is a great way to think about you could coin the phrase introvert and extrovert but that's Carl Jung's theory not disc theory if you think about when you ask someone a question if they just externally give you thought process yeah so uh, extroverts will just verbalize their thought process whereas the reserved or the introverts will actually think about it internally before they answer it and that's a great way to always think if you know i've asked you a question why haven't you answered it it's yeah yeah thinking about the answer yeah well did you know what when i was doing some work around uh disc and uh, whenever you do this in groups and with in workshops it's absolutely enlightening for people isn't it and it's you know it's liberating as well when they you know, they, they almost want to go into a bit of a type, but we tell them that, no, you're a bit of a blend and, yeah. you know, everyone's got a bit of everything. But the one area that dawned on me a couple of years ago that I thought this behavior really, really winds me up is people who are passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't put my finger on what passive aggressive behavior is, but when I see it or feel it, it winds me off the clock. So what, what is going on there then? Vicky and I think that leads us nicely into the tricky subject that we're going to talk about (laughs) yeah well do you know what we can all be a little bit passive aggressive Hmm. I'd say it's probably more s style under pressure Mm -hmm. yeah because when you go under when you back an s style into the corner there'll be the types of people that go yeah 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 and in their in their heads thinking I'm doing that but they'll and it's we can all do it um but that's what I love about this. Like you say, it's not about labeling people or putting mm. people in boxes. It's not an excuse for bad behavior. It's about how we can recognize, understand and respect our differences because we are all different. But going under pressure is where I really like to get teams to investigate because pressure might not be the pressure in the workplace. Yeah, mm. We might have pressure from external sources and we might have pressure from, dare I say, females and our hormones because we can go under pressure quite quickly. And like you say, the subject we're about to talk about, I realized when I was in it that I was permanently in pressure mode. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 
as we would call in disc terms, ID. So I'm the outgoing, I'm into people. And, and yes, I, I make decisions and I can be quite direct when I'm under pressure. But actually what I found that I was doing, I was like that all the time. And that's really not good for me or, or for people around me because they don't expect me to be that behavior because yeah, yeah. I'm not naturally that behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, you mentioned there about natural behaviours, and obviously, I know about adaptive behaviours as well. Do Do you think these these uh, behaviours sort of adapt and evolve over time? Are we, you know, am I the same person I was when I was sixteen, for example? Oh, I hope not, Steve. I didn't know you then, but <laughs> well, I had hair then for a start. It <laughs> <laughs> was about yeah. three stone ago as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well. Okay, so when I first did my profiling, when I set the business up, I was very I, but my second profile was more S. Mm. B was on the line. But now, having been running a business for the last eight years, I am now very ID. So my S has gone down and my D has come up. So your your dominant style tends to stay as the dominant style, but the others will move and change depending on the roles that you do and the people you interact with. And, and yes, we can change over the years, which is why uh, um, a lot of the clients I work with, after uh, three or four years, I get them to reprofile. Mm, because mm. if they change jobs and move jobs, you need to understand how that's affected you as a person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, I could talk all day about that, and that's probably a subject for another whole podcast on its own, but um, it really does set the tone and give us a great sort of context or baseline for the subject that we're going to talk about, because if there is anything that happens in life that um, causes, you know, behaviours and, and needs really more understanding, uh, and I'm particularly thinking that, you know, the origins of Men Able was for men in the automotive industry. Yeah. Um, and let's be honest, you know, a lot of industries are very male dominated. So when we interact with a lady who is going through the menopause, um, which, you know, I'll take your guidance on, on things around that. We'll talk about that in a sec. But, you know, that for me is a great example of where we need to be grounded and aware of our own behaviours, but also be aware of others as well and and spot what's what sort of natural behaviour and what isn't and, and stuff like that. So tell us a little bit more about what all that meant that rambling <laughs> meant for you then Vicky well I am I'm 50 and I am post menopause so if I can just actually just do it and without being a doctor because I'm not a doctor mm. um, menopause itself is actually a, a time in a woman's life when she has 12 months of no periods mm -hmm. please menstruation however you want to call it everything up to bef before that is called perimenopause. And I don't think a lot of people even realize that. So it's mm -hmm. perimenopause. Then you have menopause, which is 12 months of no periods. And then you have postmenopause. So the, the perimenopausal bit, that is the, uh, um, I mean, is that where things start to slow down and, and there's a, a bigger gaps between periods and things? Is that? Yeah. So you, you kind of notice changes in women, you know, anything after 30. And the thing is, there's no, whilst the average age for a woman to go through menopause is 51, I am now nearly two years post-menopause. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I went through it. I'm not, I'm not early menopause, but I went through it earlier. So hormones can change anytime in their mid thirties. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, you don't really, you don't really know. And I think this is the thing for women, you don't really notice massively. Mm. And then suddenly so like the year before menopause, you know, I'd call that the tsunami year. 
you know, basically the wheels fall off. And, and it, it's, it's horrendous. Not for everyone, yeah, not for everyone. But for me, it was just one of the worst times of my life. I really, I really didn't recognise myself, to be honest, mm. Mm. Um, to the stage where other people didn't recognise me. And now I have conversations with, with some of my friends who talk about go. Yeah, you you weren't. Um, you, you, I, mem- I remember once I really laid into a friend because she loaded my dishwasher. I mean, Jesus Christ, the girl was helping me clear up after a dinner party, and I laid into her because she was loading my dishwasher. I mean, she just walked away. But you know, and there's little things like that that we do we do pick up and, and bring up as friends now. But could I have listened to if she'd have said to me at the time, Vic? You know, what's wrong with you? What would I have actually stopped and gone? Oh, I don't know. I'm ever mm. so sorry, Claire. Please load my dishwasher. Mm. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably have completely flipped knowing what I was like at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the worrying bit for me with menopause is when women don't recognize it. Therefore, it's very hard to have a conversation with them about it. And then they end up actually just dare I say pissing people off around them which Mm. is not good for life it's really not good well and the thing that the reason why I was interested in talking about it is that one of our um, menable patrons uh, one of our platinum members um, actually said that recently they've been doing some stuff around this because they do have a diverse workforce Uh, and the question came up that you know well what happens if you've got let's say a newly promoted manager who happens to be a, a, a guy and it happens to be in his early 30s Mm-hmm. And he perhaps personally hasn't had any experience either through his mum or his partner, you know, um, assuming he's in a, a you know heterosexual relationship, that is. Um, and he's had no experience of, of a woman going through the menopause. And yet in his team, he's got one or two or maybe three women who are in their 40s or 50s. Um, you know, what, what would be your hints or tips for him? Because I look into the automotive industry and I think, oh, my, <clears throat> oh my God, the opportunity for that is, is huge. Yeah, yeah, that's really, like you say, a, a, a male heterosexual 30-year-old and who perhaps his mother had gone through the menopause with no issues or he'd left home by the time mum had gone through menopause, he may not have had that kind of impact. And you also, Or it's not the sort of thing she's going to talk about with him. I was about to say. With her son, yeah. There's a generational gap here because mm. I'm 50 and whilst I have a very open relationship with my mum and I was able to talk to her about it you know I remember my mum going through menopause as a teenager but she didn't talk about it then she just used to let rip (laughs) but now when I talked about me going through it I went oh mum I just remember that time you you threw the whole tray of tea in the lounge and it just smashed everywhere and she went that's because the doctors told me not to bottle it up and to let it out (laughs) but we as children we had no idea so Yes. And, and also, if I so if I think of myself not having had the support that I had, because um, I met this wonderful woman called Catherine Colas, who who has a business um, and, and educated me on menopause. I think um, if if I didn't know, would I have wanted a 30 year old male as my manager to even approach the subject with me? hell no you know but would I have wanted to know in the business that there was somewhere I could go to Mm -hmm. and that there was support 
and that maybe there was a, a you know a, a, whether it was HR or just somebody that actually knew what they were talking about I wouldn't I wouldn't want to talk as, as a menopausal woman to a 30 year old newly appointed manager because I'd be like you've absolutely no idea and that's the problem yeah. that's the problem but if the 30 year old manager can recognize the symptoms and understand this could be menopause to be able to have a way to signpost the team you know we we need to be able to discuss the conversation without someone mentioning the word menopause and everyone goes oh my god menopause (laughs) someone's dropped a bomb it's the subject quick (laughs) yes exactly it needs to we talk about mental health don't we look at the Mm. business that you've now set up you can talk about mental health. It's not a taboo subject. Menopause is still a taboo subject and it mm. needs, we need to change. We need to mention the subject without people running a mile. And, and that's exactly the point. I mean, the reason that we've set up Men Able and, and exactly the principle of it is about opening up conversations, talking about things that were uncomfortable to talk about before. And, you know, to me, if we're now getting more comfortable or we're raising awareness to talk about suicide, sexuality, uh, debt, relationship problems, you know, compulsive behaviours, then, you know, having experienced menopause, you know, as a, as a man who's witnessed it in his mother-in-law and then most recently in his wife, um, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about talk about it, um, but I, I, I can just totally empathise with the industry does have uh, a large percentage of newly promoted managers you know, of mixed ages, but male dominant. And I can just imagine that there will be teams in in dealerships around the country where, you know, people will just be, I know you won't take this the wrong way, but they'll be just saying, oh, that's, oh, that's just Vicky. That's just the way she is. You know, well, actually someone just needs to go, no, hang on a minute, because she wasn't like that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, recognize so so when we go under like pressure i always say you know some people don't change some people just deal with pressure all the way but if you you know if you were like say out of flow one day and under pressure just because you know oh there was no milk you know mm. or you got the, one of the kids is now off and you've got to find you know you've got aged parents or the the traffic lights were red or there's temporary traffic lights and you were late and you know you had a bit of road rage on the way yes you go on you, you might come into the dealership a bit arched but actually that's you know suddenly you can get people out can't you 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 can get you know well what's wrong with what happened to you steve you're not you use yourself talk about it problem shared problem halved and it's fine whereas actually if it's a menopausal issue then problem shared is is problem doubled you know because you've got to also know how to approach people and have the sub the conversations Mm, mm. um because as i said to you before we actually started recording even as men, everyone is going to go through menopause. Yeah, at some point in their life, we are all going to experience menopause. If it's not physically, like you've said, it will be emotionally. Mm-hmm. And it is horrendous. It Honestly, the stories I could tell you of how my husband is still married to me, I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think because... I had become a menopause ambassador at the time that um, I, I helped educate him so that we could have a conversation around it so that he didn't do the whole, I mean, what he used to do, which really used to wind me up, 
he used to put his hand up and go, all right, all right, Vic, it's not you, it's your hormones, which is the worst thing you can do to a woman who's menopausal. Because yeah. trust me, if I was cooking, chopping dinner at the time and had a knife in my hand, probably sliced my head off. You know, but to actually, I had a massive ramp one day because he didn't change the toilet roll. He hadn't changed the toilet roll in 26 years I've known him. In fact, men don't change toilet rolls, do you? Because it's just what you, you just don't do it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the toilet t- rolls need changing. What are you saying here? <laughs> <laughs> I did actually see a video that you did on. I think you saw it, put it on social media about that. It was quite comical, but I get the point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and and it's never bothered me. Yeah. yeah. But one morning I came out and I ranted so badly at him. And once I'd finished, he just looked at me and he went, do you feel better for that now? And I went, yeah, I'm ever so sorry. I was not really sure what happened then. He went, never mind, fancy a gin. You know, and calmed the whole situation down because he knew it's menopause, it's my hormones. And, you know, I'm on HRT. You know, I've got myself on the right HRT that actually everything's balanced. And even post-menopausal, I'm still on it because it Mm. keeps me balanced. But because he recognised it, he knew how to diffuse the situation as opposed to strike the and chuck a load of oil on it. And I thought, you know what, let's just have a big old burn up. And that's why I believe men take up golf in their forties. <laughs> what I would say, Steve, is that everyone is going to experience menopause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, whether you are female and you will physically experience it or whether you are male and you will emotionally experience it. So you think about a man in his forties, he could have a wife who is going through menopause he could have teenage daughters who are basically coming into the um, reproductive system, aged parents, but he could also be going to work and working with women who are menopausal. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm not surprised that men take up golf or buy sheds in their 40s because <laughs> if, they, if you don't, it's about educating. You know, it's again, it's a bit like the disc system, isn't it? It's not an excuse for bad behaviour. You know, you don't want women going, yeah, but I'm menopausal. It's like, no. You don't have to act like that mm. if we understand it. But then I've still got friends who are what I call in the denial stage of menopause. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at a change curve, no matter where it is, there's always that denial stage, isn't there, at the start? Because we still think, or many women still think that menopause is means we're old. You know, it's not. It, it just means the end of reproduction. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. But that still has this thing of old lady and, and you can actually look back in the age, it, it, over the last hundred years, yeah, menopause has, has always had the average age of around 50 to 51. That hasn't changed. Yet a hundred years ago, women were dying at the average age of 50. So basically they would be dying and they'd put, you know, people thought they were just going a bit mental and a bit senile at the end of their yeah, age a hundred yeah. years ago. They'd lock them up in, in asylums as, as we had back then. Well, actually it's not women are going through menopause, but because... They never really understood it. And it was just an end of life thing. It's still seen as an end of life thing. And, and I think that mentality hasn't changed. Whereas now a woman born today is expected to live to, to 100. So menopause is most definitely at 50, 51, not an old lady thing, especially mm. as it will start in their, in their 30s. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, you've touched on a number of really good points there. I mean, I've, I've worked with a lot of women over the years and never really made the the thought that you know that this is connected and yet in my private life you know I, I think I said to you before we started recording you know my uh, late mother-in-law went through the menopause for what probably felt like about 15 years 
And and I can remember all of the family kind of going, oh, it's mum. It's just just ignore her. That's the way she is. Um, for what? Let's. I have to be. I have to be honest and say were some actually quite unpleasant behaviours, you know, to be on the receiving end of. Um, and she was so sort of vehement in her in her attitude. She was she wasn't the one who was wrong or was going to change. Um, and then I've gone through it again for another ten years with my. Uh, with my wife and you know some of those behaviors have, have been the same so I, I totally get that um well but, but what can men do to so that they don't have to do that thing of going oh well it's just you know it's just her or it's just the way she is or you know just kind of brush it under the carpet because that's that's a key bit of what we're trying to achieve is, is to not yeah. do that having conversations is is right. the key to doing it and and having open and honest and it's the whole stigma attached to menopause mm. that a, a lot of women just will still deny it but mm -hmm. menopause can the actual process from you know when your hormones start changing to actually getting to the other side can last up to 15 years and mm. you, do you know what you can even take some symptoms to the grave so sorry ladies if you're listening to this you know things like hot flushes some women never get over hot flushes but there is so much out there to help us now you know and a lot of people also then have this thing of like oh, i don't want hrt it's going to give me breast cancer it's like, no hrt will not give you breast cancer it may increase your risk and if there is in the family line a history of breast cancer yes you want to make sure that you are checked regularly there's this it's not what it was 20 years ago 50 you know it's it there's so much more out there that we should be able to have discussions around it that people know where they can get help from because mm -hmm. if i didn't have help honestly i i think i would have lost the plot there were there were yeah. times i would just I burst into tears for no reason, you know, just for no reason. Mm, and, yeah. and I just be like, this is not me. I am not a tearful person. I can't do and carry on my business if I'm going to cry over spilt milk. And it literally would be that. Um, and so, but it's how to have those conversations. The, the first part is, is to educate. Yeah. To educate teams and people and managers and females on what actually menopause is, the symptoms. I mean, you know, I remember when I was delivering workshops, I, I'd put symptoms up of, you know, acne, loss of libido, sleepless nights. It's not all about hot sweats and mood swings. There's so much more mm. that go with it. And then you've they've also got the health risks that are attached to menopause as well. So it's, like I say, it's about educating so that we can understand and do something about it, you know. Yeah. So in, in a in a typical workplace, then, how would you encourage opening up and having these these conversations? I mean, I think it's one thing if it's your wife or your mum, you know, that, that you're talking to. But if it is a colleague or, you know, you've got a, a varied team, you know, maybe you see some of it in your customers as well. I mean, how, how would you suggest that an archetypal car dealership, for example, or an automotive business where it's male dominated, performance driven it's all a bit fast-paced and aggressive sometimes you know that that how do we go about making it okay to have this conversation and, and i really do get the fact that yes the industry is very male dominated but you've got to have women in there that mm. are open to having discussions so mm -hmm. whether you find a woman of an age that would be post-menopausal then you've got to be really careful when you have the conversation about, oh, so are you post-menopause? It's not over a cup of tea. Yeah. So, uh, have you it's not exactly an interview question either, is it? <laughs> is it? Have you finished your periods, love? Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's 
not what we want to do. We're not in the 80s, are we? Yeah, yeah. But it is being able to have to find women who are open to have the discussions mm. or even bringing in an organisation that will have the discussions for you. And that often is the best way is to bring an independent in to say, right, let's have a, you know, a, an hour or a two hour discussion talking about menopause. We've done mental health. Now let's do menopause because yeah, yeah. we want to understand it. It's going to affect us all. And, and the way I would have sold it in would have been, this will help you not just in your work, but also in your home life, because yeah. there will be females in your life that are going to have a horrendous time. And if you can support them, it's got to be a win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, breaking news on that front is that, uh, you know, we would very much like to have you, uh, work with us Vicky on the panel of men able so if opportunities come up uh, or if you are an automotive business and you want uh, some help and support then uh, me and or Vicky can come in and start opening up those conversations yeah it's but beware because we're uh, we're formidable aren't we <laughs> well I'm thinking of the conversation we had last week went a lot deeper than that in terms of <laughs> yeah. the effects of menopause um but that's not for a podcast but i am i'm very open i remember actually getting on the train once i'd 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 come off the tube in london and i was running across victoria station to get on my train home and i just broke into a hot flush and it was winter um obviously no seats on the train because i was late you know it's literally and i stood you know everyone always stands not where the seats are, are they? They always like stand in that middle bit and they always think, well, I can't move down there because there's people sitting. I had to stand in that middle bit because there was so many people. And I went from a winter's coat to literally my vest top. And then people were just kind of looking at me thinking, oh, I hope she don't take that off. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I just looked around, I went, I'm sorry, but have you not seen a woman having a hot flush? This is the menopause. Welcome to my world. <laughs> at which point, typically British, everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> All clearing their throat and looking out the window. <laughs> She said the word menopause. What's she going to do now? <laughs> and that's fine because I'd calmed myself, got my fan out, and I just started fanning myself. So if you travel first class, that stuff happens all the time. Oh, does it? What women <laughs> taking their clothes off? Well, oh. people talking openly about you know natural things. Oh, do they? Oh, I must. No, not at all. Not, first no. class. No, not at all. We wouldn't. Well, you'd have got a seat if you were travelling first class. A... <laughs> For a start. Yeah. yeah. No, that all all of that's. Um, a cracking point. Now, I do want to pick up on something you just said there about the conversation we had last week in preparation for this did go a bit deeper. Yes. Um, which bits of that are you happy to touch on? Because there were some bits in there that I think link to some of the behaviours that we encounter uh, quite often in the workplace. So um, I talk about any of it. You know me, Steve. I, I have no issues talking about um, stuff like this because... Mm. If we start talking about it, more people talk about it. Okay. Well, let me pick one subject then, which is the subject of, let's take a happily married couple. Well, on the face of it, uh, he works in the automotive industry. Uh, Wife starts going through the menopause and we notice some of the things that you have already talked about. So the changes in behavior, maybe a drop in libido and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, But things like that don't change for the man. And he's working in an environment where he's interacting with a lot of people and you don't have to be Einstein to know where I'm going with that. Yeah. So what's, what's your view or opinion or thoughts on that? Cause I know that you've been quite open about that in terms of some of the workshops you've run, haven't you? 
Yeah, I I will have a very open, honest conversation. So, I, and I'll always bring up the the libido part of it because basically, when we go through menopause, the, the point of it is the fact that we have no eggs anymore, mm-hmm. and so our body does not no longer need to produce estrogen. Yeah, but estrogen is our sex drive. It's our sex hormone. So the the amount of times that we get to the end of the day, and I, you know, it's like. Get to the end of the day, I've had a hard day at work, the kids have played up, everything else, um, and I'm going to cook dinner, and then, oh, God, he's going to want sex, isn't he? Oh, I've, And he didn't I've, change the bloody loo roll. Oh, he didn't change it. <laughs> I'm not talking about me so much. But, you know, and it's just a bit like, oh, do you know what? I'd rather have a glass of wine or a bar of chocolate. And that's the problem. And then, and then we put the weight on because the weight gain happens in menopause as well. Mm-hmm. Again, it's the way our hormones change. And so it, we, it becomes the fat store and the fat store comes around the middle. So then we look at ourselves in the mirror in the morning and go, God, I don't want to have sex with myself. Why does he want to have sex with me? Oh, pass me the bar of chocolate. And it's a vicious circle. Yet a man still has needs. Mm-hmm. And we need to have the conversation with our men, especially menopause. It's like, it's not that I don't love you. Yeah. I still love you. I just don't have the sex drive anymore, you know, and, and how can you have those conversations? Cause some people won't have those conversations at all. And women tend to talk to their mates and, Oh God, you want it. Oh, we wanted blood sex again last night. I mean, I can't think of anything worse, you know, yeah. sorry. Don't worry we only that. did it six months ago. Uh, no, exactly. And, <laughs> and I get that, but, but, but we, we weren't like that when we were first with our partners and yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, men still have needs and Mm, mm. if we as wives don't help them or service their needs i'm I'm trying to say it without sounding like it's a task because it's not it should be something that we enjoyed we enjoyed doing it when we first got together so we need to talk about how we can make it enjoyable now i mean simple things like um because uh, again it's all hormonal and it's to do with um estrogen um we can talk vaginal dryness and, and i've stood up in front of a room of men and talked vaginal dryness it can be painful but if we haven't explained that so that my, my phone keeps falling over in case you're wondering there's a bomb going off in the background if we don't talk about the fact that actually honey it doesn't matter the amount of foreplay that you do she ain't getting the message because there's a chemical imbalance. Yeah. The message hasn't got down there. Therefore it's painful. Therefore let's talk about lubrication. There's Mm -hmm. so much more we can do about it. And, And I, you know, I will talk openly about it because we need to talk to our husbands, our men, the people that we are in a sexual relationship with about sex and not everyone else, because if it doesn't, then that's when men of a certain age, end up having relationships with other people. Yeah. And can I be very open and blunt and honest and say that? Uh, absolutely you can. And that's where I was I was going with that, uh, Vicky, if I'm honest, because that's the thing that I get uh, an awful lot of people reaching out to me in the automotive industry, um, you know, men in particular at, at all levels and of all ages who say, you know, the relationship has, uh, you know, has changed and, you um, you know, I went into work one day and, and there she was, the 22-year-old receptionist. And we got chatting and three months later, you know, the rest has become history. And now one of us has to leave um, the, the business and, and so on. And, and, I, and it is a brutally honest conversation that we need to have because, you know, on the, on the other hand, we're talking about inclusion and diversity and getting more women in the business. And yet we're dealing with what has become a toxic masculinity because 
men can't control themselves in that way necessarily big generalization i know um and a key bit of it is well how much of it is because of you know things that we're like this that we're talking about and i think it does need to be talked about absolutely so you know yeah i i think it's probably the subject of another podcast we well actually yes i think that might be a good idea we could have another podcast talking about and i, I say i will talk honestly and openly i uh, mm. always have done mm-hmm. because i just believe it's the best way to get yeah. through life yeah I, I think the the key bit for me i was going to ask you to, to sort of wrap up with your top tips but the key bit in in everything that we've talked about is that in a relationship um of any sort whether you know whether it's husband and wife or you know partners or whatever or if even if it's an employee relation the key thing is about talking isn't it it's oh. like being able to be open and, and honest with each other a hundred percent communication it's mm. it is about communication and it's when I talk about communication in terms of like disc style, you know, profiling, it's it's that recognizing, understanding, and respecting our differences, mm. and it's it, it's about being able to have an opinion also without fear of judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, there's I, I mean, it worries me in the world today that there's so much that of the cancel culture, you know, and it's like. I'm not trying to tell you that two plus two equals five yet. But what I am saying is that two plus two equals four. So does three plus one. And so does nine minus five. There are lots of different ways to get to that fact. And we need to just agree that we can all have a different opinion. Yeah. And it's not, it doesn't mean that I want to fall out with you. I Mm. just, I'm just going to respect, respect your, your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, which is why it links back to disc and all the rest of it. So, yeah. Vicky, that's been absolutely brilliant. I'm so glad that we uh, talked about doing a podcast. And I know that uh, for some people who may have been listening, that we've probably edged into some tricky subjects, but that was the point, you know. And if you're working in the automotive industry and we're not used to opening up about stuff, then here's the place that we can do that. So, thank you so much. Really, really grateful. No, thanks for inviting me, Steve. And yes, I know some of those conversations, some people probably thought, oh, what am I listening to? But they're conversations that need to be had. Yeah, absolutely right. hundred percent. Now, we've already said that, uh, you know, we are going to get you working with us at some point when the need arises. Um, but in the meantime, how could people get hold of you if they're interested in what you do or what you've talked about and, uh, you know, want to pick it up with you personally? What, what's the best way to get you? Via my website, which mm-hmm. is queenofbehaviors.com mm-hmm. um, or you can drop an email to hello at queenofbehaviors.com and I'm on most social media platforms as well fantastic yeah I can vouch for that <laughs> <laughs> Vicky O'Farrell you are an amazing friend uh, love you to bits thank you so much for coming on the podcast we will definitely do another one I'm sure because mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure that this conversation could go on uh, quite a bit more so thank you so much And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you again. Look forward to it, Steve. Thank you. All right. You take care. See you soon. Bye. You've been listening to Men Able Matters, the podcast brought to you by the Men Able Movement. If you'd like to get involved, join us at menable.org or follow the hashtag menable. Join us again for another podcast where we'll talk to more fantastic guests and get their hints, tips and insights to their personal stories too. See you again soon.